Welcome to the Lone Star Plate Podcast, where we sit, eat, chat, and repeat. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong, and we are coming to you from Permanent Record Studios in Austin, Texas. The Lone Star Plate is produced by Texas Real Food. Visit texasrealfood.com, and you can search your city for local restaurants, stores, butchers, farmers markets, and more. We're using organic, fresh, artisanal, and local sources. It's a fun site that brings all natural options all together. So, as always on the podcast, we have some delicious chips and salsa to munch on, because as we all know in Texas, chips and salsa is essential. Uh, the salsa is provided by Jaime Spanish Village. It's a Texas staple based here out of Austin that offers a delicious line of Tex-Mex salsas and queso. So go to JaimeSalsas.com to find out more. Now, let's get started. Okay, so let me present my guest today. She is the owner and operator of Capital Kitchens. It's a shared kitchen space here in Austin. And I know she deals with a multitude of chefs, owners, you name it. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to getting her insight on running a kitchen uh, and what that takes. So without further ado, let me introduce Trish Wesovich. Is that right? That's right. Very good. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you, Trish. Thank you for coming. Trevor, you were so late on that applause. Oh, my gosh. I just put them in timeout, guys. Uh, <laughs> it never sounds like much. Uh, we, we should add an applause button, dude, I think. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, yeah, thanks for coming on, Trish. You're welcome. Really, really happy to have you on. And yes, I'm actually really excited to talk to you because you do something that I feel is very intense, like you have an intense, <laughs> uh, you know, career path here. Um, so first, let's just start a little, just tell me a little bit, you know, tell our viewers, me, everybody, the listeners, just a little bit more about Capital Kitchens. Sure. Well, Capital Kitchens is um, has just entered its eighth year. Wow. Um, South Austin, we have... Um, Let's try that again, Trevor. Thank you. Eight years, guys. <laughs> eight years. And over that time, we have housed or supported uh, in some way about, about 275 food or beverage companies. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. That's so much insight, right? Like, God, that's crazy. That's crazy. Um, we started out... Um, I started out with a business partner. We really had no clue what we were doing. Uh, <laughs> what uh, We knew there wasn't enough kitchen space in town, yeah. and uh, one kind of fell into our laps. So we snatched it up and um, began the journey of finding out, you know, what sort of entrepreneurs needed kitchen space in Austin. Um, about six months into it, we began to see a pattern of people who wanted to launch products, so yeah. consumer product goods. And um, that really kind of set us on the course for being the launch pad in Austin for consumer product goods startups. That's awesome. That's awesome. So if you have, just for, you know, the regular listener listening, that's basically saying like, right, if you have a salsa or something you want to make or a whatever, right, you, you, mm -hmm. you need a kitchen, right? Mm -hmm. So yep. you're going to your place would be a good place to go. Yep. Um, so, because this is something I, I sort of didn't really even think about as I was doing reach, research for for the for our particular podcast, and I've known about shared kitchens my you know forever, uh, but it didn't really hit me until I started doing some research, and I thought actually, um, it provides more than just a kitchen. Um, it provides a way to help you develop your business, and mm -hmm. I didn't really think about that or or put those two things together. And actually, when I was looking on it was either your website or your Facebook or something. You actually mentioned that. Like, mm -hmm. that's part of your thing. It's a business development as well. I think that's really cool. I think that's just a really excellent, um, you know, addition for an owner or somebody who's trying to run a business to have that, uh, you know, on top of it. It's not just a place where I can store my goods or whatever or mm -hmm. cook my whatever I need. Uh, I can actually get help on, you know, how to run my business and, and how to yes. do it better. I, I think that's fantastic. Yeah, I think that's really cool. So a, a lot of people come come to me with, you know, it's maybe a side gig, a, an idea that they have a product they want to launch or they have um, something they want to bake and sell at the farmer's markets. Yeah. And, and most people have never, you know, had their own business before. Of course. So it's very, you know, basic 
steps. Of course. And, baby um, steps, right? Yeah. Yes, take baby, the baby steps, steps for sure. And so th that's kind of the best part for me because I like to um, be supportive to them and, and that no question is a stupid question. And, you know, true. it's I'm just someone who that they could come to and bounce, you know, questions off of. Should I, you know... An investor says he wants to give me money. Should I take that money? Is that yeah. a good idea? You know, and so I can. <laughs> That's like crucial for a business owner, right? Like to have that. Are you kidding me? That's amazing. That's yeah. uh, th those are. Uh, that's amazing because I I know having you know run several businesses in my life that it's what you don't know can really hurt you, right? Yes. It, the more information you can have, mm -hmm. you know, somebody's been through it. They already know what yeah. what could be on the other side of that mountain, right? Like what's on the other mm -hmm. side there that, or what are my options? What could happen to me? And yeah. then you can make a more informed decision right. because not every decision is right for every business. What, what no. might be right for your business may not be right for this person's business. So I think that's great. Plus, it brings a collective, right? Other owners can be talking to them, you know, to other owners Definitely. too, right? Bouncing ideas off or or who's your contact for, for HEB? How do you get into HEB or how do you get Absolutely. into Central Market? That's or, key. It's a collaborative you know. space and yeah. I encourage that. So um, yeah. some of our companies co-brand and that's awesome. um, they come in, they make food for each other. We, you know, we do really have cool. in-house caterers. Um, you know, the first caterer we ever got is still there eight years later. So some people come in and find Capital Kitchens. Uh, it's their home their home base for their business they can run and operate their business out of our facility and then others it's you know it's a revolving door for the consumer product goods or other types of artisan food sure. and beverage companies yeah but you've, you've um, just seen all kinds of businesses yes. come through there mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. like that's that's what's so cool like that's what I want to pick your brain about. Like, what have been some of the, yeah, what have been some of the great ones and maybe some of the not so great ones even, you know? <laughs> well, you know, the first two consumer product goods companies that came in, first one was Good Seed Burger. And so they're still out there. They're still, you know, they're not quite a national brand, but they're getting close. Um, and That's then great. the other one was Daily Greens, which it almost yeah. became a, a, a national brand as well. And they're still going. So That's awesome. um, I'm very proud of that. Yeah. Um, We've had, um, you know, at the end of the day, when someone comes in, it, it is about getting their product um, produced, manufactured, produced, and onto a shelf if they are a consumer product goods company. Um, but at the end of the day, when you come into a shared kitchen like mine and there's all different types of personalities, yeah. it's really about learning how to be better people. <laughs> I always together, say, right? yeah. yes, that I always say that everyone's pretending to have a food company, but what we're really doing is learning how to, you know, work well with others. Sure. That's <laughs> the only the way to sandbox. move forward. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're right. You're so. right. Yeah. You're, you're hundred percent right. What are, um, I'm curious what you think maybe some mistakes that some of these new businesses make. Right. In the mm. beginning that you feel like, oh, why mm -hmm. would you even, you know, why would you even do that? Thank you, Trevor. Um, probably not really <coughs> being prepared financially. That's a huge one. I agree. So I usually. It just right. When you mm -hmm. say that, you mean like they didn't think it it would cost as much as it did. Yeah. Sort of thing. You know, they're going to need at least ten thousand dollars in the bank just to yeah. launch now. Do, do most people have that when they come and launch in my kitchen? No. <laughs> They're like, I got five bucks and a bag of Skittles. <laughs> what are we doing? Sometimes. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, some people are so committed to the product that they want to launch. Um, Regardless. And right, I, like, I'm, yeah. I do kind of sometimes I, I give them a realistic view of what it's going to look like. I don't want to burst their bubble. Sure. You know, um, it's their dream. Yeah. Um, if I can see that they are really committed to it, then they have my full support. Um, so, and, you know, coming into a kitchen like ours is is very affordable. So it's, it's not going to break the bank. Once they begin, if they have a product that they're getting to um, the grocery stores, you know, it gets... Um, it's it's get challenging for them because it's you know they're on terms and and have 
half the time they have a distributor, so their margins are low and they're not really making any money. Yeah. And so setting those, helping setting those expect realistic expectations for them can be, they, they don't want to hear it. <laughs> they're stubborn. Of course. Um, and then the ones who are selling products, maybe in a more artisan way off of a food cart or a food truck or um, um, a caterer at the farmer's markets. Yeah. Just at a booth um, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know, their challenges mainly are going to be labor, finding enough, you know, help once they begin to grow. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, that's major. Labor yep. is, is ugh, everybody's looking for good help, yep. right? Like Everybody. that's, the, it's the saying in the food industry, like mm -hmm. you're always hiring. You're mm -hmm. never not hiring. Yep. Even if you're fully staffed, uh, yeah. you'll always take an application because <laughs> you just never know. That's right. As I remember uh, telling somebody uh, in the industry one time, um, I just, uh, you know, I was managing a restaurant and this waiter came up to me and said, hey, uh, are we hiring? There's a guy at the front that wants to fill an application. Yes, <laughs> we're always hiring. <laughs> always. There's, because you know what? It, because he could fill out his application. It's got the greatest stuff on it. And I'm looking at Joe Schmo over here like, you're mm -hmm. not doing so well, right? Like, so I'm going to get you out and get this new guy in. So you always hire, like the labor uh, situation for sure. You're, you're always hiring at a restaurant because you just never know uh, who could come in and do it. But at the same time, with a place like you're, you know, what you're running, these businesses need a, a specific type of labor. Mm -hmm. You really need someone that works independently. They can, you know, handle what's going on, work around other businesses because you're not yeah. just by yourself there. You've got to also take into consideration the other businesses that are around you using the ovens and the stove and the walk-in and the dish pit and whose turn is it and right and getting yep. around. And like you said, I think that's why you probably have that point of working together is really what makes it key uh, mm -hmm. uh, for sure. Yeah, but you're always looking for labor, any food truck, trailer. Um, I'll always say that or a restaurant because that's what I work the most, but they're always hiring. You can never... Um, and line cooks, especially right now, not to sidetrack, but line cooks are like, they just can't fill them. Just mm -mm. can't, uh, just can't fill mm -hmm. the line cook positions. Every place is is mm -hmm. hiring, and line a really good line cook right now has pretty much his choice of where they mm -hmm. want to work. They don't, they can pretty much pick their schedule, like where they want to go work. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll go work for this chef. Um, it's it's kind of crazy um, in that sense. Um, even you know the best places in Austin you know, that have all the best reviews and they're in all the magazines, they're all hiring. You know, everybody's always hiring. It's uh, it, it's definitely probably, I would put it in the top three problems of a restaurant mm -hmm. or definitely. a food business. It's just yep. labor, yep. just the labor itself, finding that. And when you find that right person, boy, does it make a difference. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden you start to see your business blossoming like you always thought it could, mm -hmm. right? You start, mm -hmm. ah, this is what it is supposed to be. Because sometimes it's, it's, well, it's really hard to find somebody with the same passion you do as an owner. Because, you know, you'll do step A, B, and C, right? So now you bring somebody in and you say, okay, I just showed you A, B, and C. And you see them do it and like, you're not doing it like I do A, B, and C. Mm -hmm. you, they do it like they do A, B, and C. At, at the end of the day, that is okay, but that's what, that's a tough hurdle for owners to get over. Uh, the micromanaging, the being able to let go and take a step back and delegate and mm -hmm. let things happen, you know, the, the way that they should happen. So, uh, yeah, all interesting stuff for sure. Um, what, uh, what, what about a shared kitchen? You know, why a shared kitchen? I mean, I know you said there wasn't any, you know, wasn't too many around and they're still not. I mean, there's mm -mm. still just not a lot in, in Austin. Why, why do you think that is? Is it just they're hard to run. I mean, they're obviously hard to run. Well, it's expensive. Yeah. They're, they're expensive to run. Yeah. Um, and it, it's not like a real revenue-driven industry at all. You totally. know, you're renting expensive real estate with high utility costs and yeah. repair costs to food companies who don't have, you know, much money to totally. pay the market value. So that you need to... Fill it, fill up the kitchen space with, you know, it's a numbers game at that point. You yeah. need to have enough so you can totally. meet your expenses. Um, we do have some kitchens coming into Austin. We do have some large kitchens coming in from California, Atlanta, really? and big kitchens coming in. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. I think it's going to change um, the scene a bit. 
Do you see that as something that's, gro- I mean, that's growing? I mean, if they're bringing in new ones, is that like something that's happening under, you know, bu- bubbling underneath in the industry that you're going to start to see these pop up more? Well, they've been in other major cities um, and they recognized um, with Austin being such a tech city and a young city that, you know, you know, there's a need for ghost kitchens. Um, it's that's really more of the model. Yeah, Glad it's really more of the up. model that's that's heading here now. So, yeah. Let's explain what a ghost kitchen is. And again, I'm really, I'm really happy you brought that up because that's absolutely something I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, that's an idea I had years ago. Um, and I know lots of people have had that idea, I'm sure. Basically, all a ghost kitchen is, I'll tell you what I think it is, and, and then you can tell me what you think it is too. So to me, a ghost kitchen is just, you know, you have a kitchen such as yours, um, a commercial kitchen is set up with no you know, front facing as you don't walk in. It's not that it's just a kitchen and you can literally run multiple delivery only businesses out of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Is that what you think of a ghost, a ghost yes. kitchen being? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I just read that DoorDash opened the very, they say it's the first, but it can't be. I think it's the first major delivery company that opened their own kitchen. So DoorDash is starting it. So you might start to see Uber Eats, Favor, right? Like all these Grubhub Mm -hmm. start to open their own kitchens Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. then let the companies do, you know, have ghost businesses out of it Mm -hmm. where you're just able to order all from one place. I think that is the future. I I think that's the way it's going, good or bad. I I don't know, but I always had an idea of having a kitchen. You could run 10 businesses out of it. And Mm -hmm. it's all it is is a website, right? It's just a menu. All you need is a menu. Mm -hmm. That's literally all you need to order. When you go on Grubhub or Uber Eats, right, you just see a little, you're not Googling them or anything. You're just like, okay, that menu, that looks good. Harissa chicken, boom. Okay, we'll take that. And you order it. I mean, that's really all you need. You don't need uh, servers and hostesses. and. So, so, okay, is the... The person who's making this Harissa chicken, um, is it their business, their own business? No. So... Whoever owns the ghost kitchen is hiring the labor. Yeah. Could be. That, that's how I would do it. I would I would actually, um, I mean, it depends, right? If I, if I could have had the money, I'd just pay for everything myself and open the kitchen, put the mm-hmm. equipment in, mm-hmm. and then I would have 10 businesses in there. But it's the same line cooks cooking mm. all, the, all the same stuff. And you can even mix and match the food. So you're like, oh, I'll take some pizza from here and let me throw some this dessert from this place, but mm-hmm. you know, they all come out of the same kitchen, but okay. it's, you know, Joe's Italian. You just give it whatever yeah. generic name, right? Joe's Italian and this and that and Pat's burgers and right. And it's just all these businesses out of one kitchen, same mm-hmm. flat top, same mm-hmm. fryers, same, all this stuff. Now, you know, logistically we'd have to get into allergies and this and that and separating mm-hmm. a vegan health. Okay. I get all that, but putting all that aside, um, I, I actually think that is going to be the future. And if a concept's not working, literally rip up the menu and start a new one. You, yeah. you don't lose any money. There's yeah. no, right? And, and the overhead, you're able to mix the overhead together because the same labor overhead, that's what ki- kills t- so many food businesses. Labor kills you, yeah. you know? You're having to pay out all these people. So if you can find a way to minimize that labor, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think that's what, it, it, the money can go into the food. People can get higher quality food. I think the food can get better and people can get better food instead of the the restaurant or food business having to spend the money on nonsense. It's mm-hmm. like when you eat a dish a lot of times at a restaurant, right? You're not even paying half of it's not even the food on the dish. You're paying for the the that badass $100,000 chandelier that's over the dining mm-hmm. room and and the you know the heated seats in the bathroom and you know the to- toilets. You're just like that's what you're paying for in the dish like but some, I think a lot of people would just rather have the food be good, right? Just give me the food mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and put the money into that. I don't know. What What do you think about that? Do you see like ghost kitchen? Do you, has, has anyone approached you to use your kitchen for that? Sure. Over the years, yes. But our kitchen's not really set up for that. Yeah. It, it just the They'd uses... have to have total control over it, right? I mean, yeah. Essentially. Yeah. It's just not our business model. Yeah. yeah. Um, would you ever want to open something like that? It'd be essentially you'd so. open that no. same thing and then you just let businesses, you know, it's expensive to it. build out kitchen space. I don't know how you yeah, get your return is. on your investment. Yeah. I don't see how the numbers add up. Yeah. Well, think of it like any restaurant has a kitchen in it. It's the same kitchen. Just take mm-hmm. away the dining room, take away the bar. Mm-hmm. You just got to walk in, 
You got prep space and the kitchen. That's mm-hmm. it. And a door out the front that mm-hmm. the, the delivery guys can come in and take everything out. Like, that's it, you know. I don't know. There's some numbers out there. It could work. It could work. <laughs> I don't know. That's how I feel it's going. That That's how I feel it's going. And I always, uh, actually, Max and I had talked mm-hmm. about that. And Robert from Pretty Thai. Mm-hmm. We had actually, all three of us had had that idea many years ago. And we had thought about when he opened RPM Kitchens. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually the P in RPM Kitchens. By oh, the way. you are. Yeah. Okay, nice. Uh, but um, I always uh, wondered who that was. <laughs> but I'm not a part of it anymore. Okay. So um, they're they're doing their thing, and that's what they love to do. It's yeah. just not something I wanted in the end uh, wanted to be a part of. So I got my own stuff going on. It's podcast and video, right. you know, blah blah blah. So which is great. I'm you know running a, a shared kitchen all you know what you guys do it's amazing. I mean it's hard work. I get it. I know uh, we went through the development phase. I went through the development phase all through with them. So I know mm-hmm. uh, you know yeah. pricing out all the equipment, building the the kitchen. That's what took us the longest was just getting the the kitchen layout, mm-hmm. all the equipment and the vent hood. Permitting. The and the permitting. Mm. The vent hood was the just the huge wrench and everything mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. getting that vent hood. Um, you know, we wanted this massive vent hood. I think it was going to be the largest vent hood in in Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. Um, and, we, and we were having to, you know, change everything to make that happen. Um, at the end of the day, that it ended up not happening. Mm-hmm. I think they had to take a few feet off. Um, you know, anyway, logistics, but yeah, it's, it's not easy Mm-mm. running a kitchen like that. It's just so many personalities, so many different mm-hmm. people coming in and out. Um, you know, but at the same time, you do get to see a lot of cool stuff, right? You do get to see oh, a lot absolutely. of great businesses and. Oh, absolutely. You know, I admire my, my clients totally. very much. I, I see them. They work very hard. They work real hard, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I really admire them. So. Would you ever have your own food business? I, I, no. <laughs> I love no. that. I love watching them. <laughs> Watch them do it, right? Yeah. It's hard. Totally. Yeah. Let's just say hypothetically, we, you know, you were going to start one. What would you do? Mm. Would you like a sweets or desserts or would you like a, I don't know, savory sauce or something? Or? I had a guy that wanted um, to sell me his pasta recipe and it was a gluten-free pasta and he brought his machine over and he was an artisan pasta maker and he trained me on how to use it and the pasta was delicious yeah. you couldn't really tell it was gluten-free um and so i considered it for a little while and uh there weren't any good fresh gluten-free pastas in the market and then they kind of began to show up and this one had cornstarch in it and i wasn't um excited about that and i couldn't i, w- I didn't know enough to figure out how to substitute and what to make it healthier yeah. so i just decided to it wasn't for me yeah and and this was early on maybe a couple of years into having, maybe not even that, might have been in the first year of owning Capital Kitchens. But a couple more years after that, yes, watching other people and what they go through, it's a hustle, you know? It's a hustle, yeah. So now I'm past that career stage. (laughs) Yeah, I'm with you. Look, I'll never, um, I I mean, I hate to say it, but I don't think I'll ever work in a restaurant ever again. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm I'm on the other side now. Um, It's good to be on the other side. Yes, it is. Uh, I did it for you know, years and years and years. I cut my teeth in it all over the world. You know, I've worked in great places and 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 done great things, but you know, it it just came a point where I just realized this is not just not what I want to mm-hmm. do. You know, mm-hmm. it's just you give up so much to be in the in the industry, you know, to be honest with you. So I commend people who work in the food industry because it's just like you said, it's really hard work. These people mm-hmm. put in you know, whether you're running a, you know, catering business or your bakery or you have your own CPG or a restaurant or food truck or whatever, it's just hard work. Yep. You, you're you're not celebrating birthdays when everyone else is. You're not celebrating holidays uh, when everybody else is. You're, you know, it, it's just you sacrifice a lot. You're not with your families yeah. all the time. The hours are odd. Yep. It's, you know, it's just a lot. It's a lot of stress, you yep. know. So. I commend people that do it um, a lot because we need it. We, as Americans, as humans, we love eating and we <laughs> love new, exciting food and, you know, what's clever and what's mm-hmm. this. And and we're just all about news. So, you know, it is exciting. It is fun to do, but it is a lot of hard work. And I think you're right. Like most people just don't know of that when they get into it. Like, Mm-mm. oh, this will be, 
no problem. You know, my my aunt told me my tamales are fantastic. So yeah, exactly. this is going to be a cakewalk. Exactly. You know, and it's like, no, it's it's just not how it is. You know, it, yeah, that, that big, uh, who can make it through that, right? That's right. Through that realization. The mm-hmm. expectations, I think that point mm-hmm. you made is is huge, mm-hmm. right? Like, because if you have the wrong expectations, boy, you are in mm-hmm. for... Yeah. You know, <laughs> for trouble. Yeah. And I, so I usually start by asking them a lot of questions and make yeah. them think. Yeah, that's great. And then if actually. they come back, they've thought through some, they've thought through everything and have a few more questions even for me, then I'm like, all right, let's do it. You know? Yeah. I think that's great. I think that's, so. it's almost a line in the sand. Like, mm-hmm. are you prepared to yes. cross this? Because Absolutely. I'm, you know, you, you need to hear that though. It's business. Like yeah. people's mortgages are on the line. They're like, they got kids, yes. they got families, right? Like rent is needs yep. to be paid. So let's be real here. Like, is this something you can do or not mm-hmm. do? Are you prepared to do this? Are you prepared to do that? How much mm-hmm. money do you have? You know, what's your idea for the future or the, yep. you know, flavors or this, or, you know, the biggest thing I always found, you know, running Boca was other food truck owners not willing to accept the truth right in front of them. And I, and I strictly mean flavor wise for their food. Like people just wouldn't accept that their dish was bad or, mm-hmm. you know, needed to change or, you know what I mean? Just the different things they needed to adapt. And they just wouldn't accept it. Just will not accept wow. just stubbornness, you know, and you just see their business deteriorate and they lose mm-hmm. it. You mm-hmm. know, most food trucks just don't make it right. That's Mm-mm. let's, let's be real here. It just doesn't happen there. I don't know, three to six months. It's, it's done with probably mm-hmm. they're going to have to sell out. Um, and and move on from it because it is it's just a lot of hard work. It's mm-hmm. again somebody liked your food, so you assume okay, well I'll just start selling it, and that's mm-hmm. it. There'll be a line around the corner tomorrow for it. Not at all. Mm-hmm. Even if your food's delicious, it takes time. Yep, it just takes time for people to know who you are, find you, come back, and yep. you know, and and keep keep going for it. And it's that and it's that moment of time where people give up or they stay with it. Yeah. You know, it's that those first six, seven, eight months that's it's just so crucial. Um, you know, I wanted to throw in the towel lots of times. I mean, oh, yeah, it's, it's hard it's, to it's, work it's, in yeah. a food truck, it's hot, like a nightmare. It's a <laughs> fucking nightmare. I mean, yeah, it's hot. Oh my god, it's uh, first summer. I thought, what did I do? What did I do? I mean, I opened in June, you know. Mm. first three months were just the hottest. I mean, I think that was this, it was 2014. I think we had that summer. I'm not joking. I think it was like 50 days straight of over 100 degree weather. Like we set a record or something that summer. I just thought, oh my God. You know, and you throw the flat top and the it's a heat on top of heat, right? And not much airflow. Yeah, it's just a disaster. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. But you love it. It's like, I, I loved it at the same time. How crazy is that? Mm-hmm. I think we're lunatics. Mm-hmm. I think people in our industry, we have to be <laughs> lunatics to like yeah, put up with bit. it a little bit, right? Like we got to be... Yeah. A little crazy. It's yeah. kind of why we do it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that's really cool about, um, you know, the shared kitchen. I think just working with all those, that that's what would excite me uh, the most, would just be working with all those great people mm-hmm. and, you know, meeting all these different products, uh, just tasting. They're always raising right. the bar for each other, too. Someone will that's go out cool. and find packaging, like sustainable packaging. And everyone's like, wow, where did you find that? And that's that person cool. maybe spent months, you know, or if not longer, locating totally. that. And then, now you this know, person gets now, it like that, right? Yeah, boom. Someone yeah. else can um, take advantage of that. And that it spreads. And, and people are really happy to share and collaborate with each other. That's so. great. That, that's how it should mm-hmm. be, right? Yeah, that's, absolutely. That's how it should be. But a lot of these places will start in their home, right? They'll start just making mm-hmm. the stuff mm-hmm. in their home kitchen. Yep. And they think, well, I'll just keep doing this here. No problem. But see, that's the advantage they don't get. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can do it at home, no problem. And it is legal. There's legal. Yep. You know, this the cottage that. industry laws yep. just cottage expanded, industry. so exactly. that helps people now. Exactly. Um, but it, you know, and it's a different level, though. You know, when you're, yeah. you, it's Making a good, it's a great way to start. Yeah, yeah. It, it is a good way to start. I think it's, I think that's how you should start mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to to work out a little bit of your concept and R and D, and yep. you know, just kind of screw around some with some things. But mm-hmm. you want to go to the next level. You've got to go to a place like yours. You, you just have to yeah. because what you offer is. Is is honestly, it's priceless. Like yeah. you, you're giving these people this amazing business advice, and they get to have this collective around mm-hmm. them. It's just you can't beat mm-hmm. that. Like you, you know, working at home, you're just not going to get that. 
You no. just it's just not. You're gonna be isolated. And... You can be in some email chains and this and that, right? Like mm-hmm. it, it helps here and there, but not like in person working side by side. And I mean, just mm-hmm. not even close. Yeah, I, I think that's just so cool. What what is um, what's just been the craziest thing that's ever happened there? Just I don't know, pipe burst or something like. Oh a, gosh, all a, that a, kind a, of a stuff roof, happens. A roof coming in, or leak, uh, any yeah, storm. Sure. All that happens. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Any just late night phone call? Right. Sure. Yeah, somebody Not done something many. there. Okay. Not, I mean, it's been very, very rare. Yeah. Um, I have to say. So that's pretty good. Yeah. So no one's called and been like, okay, Trish, I hate to tell you this, but the whole place is on fire. No. Yeah. Never I'm happened. I'm sorry. I left the oven on and it's done. No. <laughs> yeah, that would be fortunately, that has fortunately, never happened. Yes. Well, that's great. Um, yeah, I, I mean that, that to me would be part of the excitement. I mean, it could almost be a television show. Come on. Well, we've had right? lots of... Because um, all these rotating mm-hmm. people coming through. I mean, it would be a total television show. We've had lots of re- real reality shows contact us. And we've gone through it. extensive interviews and our clients have. But they're all looking for a little bit more drama. They and honestly, drama, we don't right? have drama in the kitchen. We just, there was a bunch of serious professionals. Actually trying to make um, a bi- yeah. real business, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. drama is not no. in business for real. If you're trying to have a real business, so, you avoid drama. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't a match. None they were looking were for real housewives, right? Mm-hmm. They just wanted yeah. to make it real chefs yeah. of, of, of Austin. I don't know how they do it. You, know, you don't want to piss off a chef. We have yeah. knives, right? Yeah. Like you yeah. don't want to see angry chefs. They no. just like kill somebody. We uh, did have one client almost get get selected pretty much yeah. for a reality show. Was, yeah. Um, oh, really? Yeah. They're, they're, they're still in Austin. Their company's called Odd Pop. Oh, I, I've heard of Odd yeah. Pop. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the, there's three founders and, and they're quite a riot. <laughs> And so, uh, but at the end, the reality show was, um, they couldn't find the funding. They could, so it didn't yeah, happen, but totally. that was their choice. Wow. Yeah, that would have been fun. I, I would have, um, I don't think I ever, we ever tried for anything with Boca. That's not anything I was interested in. Um, Robert had told me that he did something like food truck wars or something like that. And he's, oh, here's an email. You should email them. And oh, dude, I don't. I, I was like, dude, I just need to pay my rent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I literally, exactly. I got to, li- I'm not joking. Like, I literally have to pay my rent. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't care about any of that stuff. Like, I got to, you know, I got to be it in Leander by four. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I'm mm-hmm. worried about. Um, you know, or just literally having enough money to buy the food to sell yes. your product. Like, yes. that is the worst feeling as a business owner. I'm sure. Is, is going through that. God, I, I mean, just the stories I could tell. I mean, it's just crazy. And everyone goes through it. You know, yeah. you, you all go through it. It's, you know, what made it even, you know, what made it easier is knowing that other people were going through it. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you kind of get the bitch together and mm-hmm. you didn't feel alone and you didn't feel like you were a loser in a lot of, you know, you felt yeah. like, oh, we're all struggling like this, you know. This is what it takes to get through it. If we can get mm-hmm. through this, we can get through anything, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, that's actually why I enjoyed being a part of a food park at the beginning was that same reason, that collective feeling, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. just having that collectiveness. I, I would love that. Um, I always wanted to be at a shared kitchen. We never used one. Okay. We never did. Well, it doesn't really make sense for the food trucks yeah, to it just use didn't, the kitchen. Yeah, I, just I get those calls all the time and I totally. discourage people. I explain yeah. to them, you know, don't just add. You don't need the additional the permits. Cost. Yeah. And the additional. Or the permit. I didn't even think about yeah, that. Yeah. No, just the permits alone. And then the hourly rate, you know, yeah. you're going to have to pay your monthly rent. It's going to add up. That's what your food truck is for. Totally. That's what we <laughs> did. Yeah. We prepped everything in the truck and it was no problem. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. But I, I mean, I definitely... You know, you want to work in a real kitchen. I mean, that's, you know, running water, right? Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that's the number one thing I tell somebody when they're like, what's the difference? You know, what's it like cooking in a food truck? It's like running water, like, holy, you don't Mm -hmm. even know Mm-hmm. How you, you you all of a sudden are more grateful in a real kitchen mm-hmm. when you've yeah. worked in a food truck. Like you all, you know, the tr- just everything, you name yeah. it. It's yeah. it's everything is, uh, you don't take for granted anymore, you know, that you had, uh, which is great. Um, yeah, I think that's great. Um, okay, I have a cool, I have an interesting question for you, Trish, um, which I ask everybody that comes on the show. So this show's about Texas and Texas food and, and really about Texas in general a lot. Um, you know, um, I would like to know what you like about the state. What do you like about Texas? Hmm, I like that every corner of the state is different. 
Boom. That's yeah. a great answer. Yeah. I like that. Just very diverse. Very diverse. Yeah. That's cool. Same attitude mostly. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That Texas attitude. When you try, are you, were you born here in Texas? I was born in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Louisiana. Okay. Close enough. Yep. But how long have you lived in Texas? I moved to Austin in 1985. Okay. You've been here. Do you consider yourself a Texan? Oh yeah. Okay. Right on. When you travel, you know, out, whatever, do people know you're from Texas? Like do do, anybody, they know right away, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Same thing. (laughs) Like anytime I travel around, Mm -hmm. it's, and it's cool to say you're from Texas. People know Texas in the weirdest parts of the world. I mean, just the smallest part. They know Texas. Mm-hmm. They won't know any other states of America. Right. But they know Texas. Yep. They literally know Texas. They yep. don't even know. Yeah, they think it's its own country. I've had people that think it's its own country. Like, they're like mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? Half of Texans wish we were. Like, that's a, I'm not going to lie. That conversation has come yeah, up. Yeah, that's right. It has. <laughs> Which I wouldn't be opposed to that, to be honest with you. Um, okay. Well, what about... Um, Texas food, like what's your, you know, what what about Texas food do you like? Hmm. Well, of course, other than Tex-Mex, I mean, love the guacamole, just, um, I mean, just Tex-Mex and just now, you know, now the city, I mean, Houston is so diverse and um, you can just get any sort of cuisine. I think it's the most diverse diverse, uh, food city we have. It's fantastic. I agree. Um, you know, the, 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 in Austin, you know, it's so nice that, um, restaurants we're, we're so we care so much about real natural foods, just real foods without lots of sauces or additives anymore. And just, um, fresh, the real thing, um, we care, you know, where it was grown and what, where the animals were raised and how they were raised. And so, um, I, I really appreciate that when I eat here in Austin and, and other cities are slowly catching on, you totally. know, I think so. Totally. Yeah. It's happening nationwide. I mean, really, mm-hmm. um, it, that used to be when I first started in the food industry, that's not something that ever came up organic. I don't even think was a word, but like, literally not any chef or Mm-mm. kitchen or menu was using that word or it, it none of that mattered. Um, it just it just didn't matter. I don't I don't, I don't even remember when it just started to ha- it just started to happen. You know, mm-hmm. it just became this thing, um, and it's so slowly transformed. And now, yeah, that's sort of you know, a t- you know, something that people are looking for when they mm-hmm. go out mm-hmm. for for sure. I mean, all Texas real food is about like mm-hmm. that's literally what our website is. It's literally only food, right. only places uh, that deal with that. You know, okay. that locally source mm-hmm. that use real food. Um, that's it. If they don't, they're they're not on the site. And it's a cool website that brings all of that together because it is hard to find if you Google search, you know, it it doesn't bring it all together. So actually the website is actually not, you know, not just, uh, because I'm working for them, but it actually is really cool. You can actually go to the site and it really does bring all those options Mm -hmm. together for you, whatever city you're in. And even just a butcher shop, an artisanal shop, Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. you know, whatever's around you that's, that's local, that's organic, that's natural, that's Mm -hmm. whatever. Uh, it's really cool because it is hard to find that. You're, you're right. It's hard, but you know, I, we travel around the state quite a bit, so it is, it's happening in West Texas now. It's happening slowly, but surely. Um, Local local food is 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 emerging into the restaurants now, so it should happen that yep. way. Do a lot of your businesses um, at the kitchen uh, do that? Do they all locally of them. source? Pretty much all of them. Yeah, really, that's oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's great. So yep. it's definitely something you encourage there when oh, you're there. Yeah, like, hey, this yeah. Is I don't need to encourage them. They come to me. Really, that's their that's mindset in the first do. place. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's mm-hmm. that surprises me actually. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of times the cost isn't there, you know. I know it's it's hard. It's yep. it's hard for uh, businesses uh, to make that. Um, and let's say a business is already set up, and now they're going to mm-hmm. transition to that. That's mm-hmm. that's hard. That's hard yeah. right there too. No, because uh, yeah. you know you have to raise everything. Your prices got to change, and you know a consumer. I think maybe that's something that the consumer could do better. Right mm-hmm. is just start to understand that these things cost a little bit more and that maybe some of these places are going to start charging a little bit more, but they have to. There's mm-hmm. just no way around it, right? Because otherwise it's just going to eat into the cost, you know. You know, But that's what it costs. It, it costs more to uh, get that kind of sourcing because the place that is sourcing, they, they have to pay more. 
whatever it is. Mm -hmm. It costs them more to make that that egg or that cheese for you or that cut of meat, you know, from this ranch and and whatever. It just it costs more, mm -hmm. you know. But I'm okay to pay that, uh, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, right. I think it's better if you know quality over quantity. Mm -hmm. I mean, at the end of the day. That, that's really what it comes down to, um, you know, and that is where we're headed. I'm happy to see that that's where we're headed. I'm happy to see that people want that food. And to be honest with you, as much as people hate on the millennials and the X, gen, X Y generation or whatever the generation is that's right now, you know, the, the Facebook generation, like they're actually the ones that demanded all this. Mm -hmm. They're the ones that started to say, we want farm to tell. We want to know where our food comes from. We want organic. We want, they're the ones that, that pushed it all. Um, so I think that's great. I, again, that's not, you know, it, let's say the nineties or something, was that ever anything you ate, went out to eat and thought about, no. right? It was like, mm -mm. Well, we're just going here to eat and yep. then we go here to eat. That's it. Yep. They have chicken. Exactly. That's it. It wasn't farm raised or organic <laughs> mm -hmm. or pasture raised or mm -hmm. the, it, it, honestly you can get lost in the terms. To, sure. You know, you start to, what, okay, what kind of chicken is this? Often misleading. Often misleading. <laughs> that's the more the case, mm -hmm. uh, to be honest with you. And that sucks because those, those are people taking advantage of an actual good thing that's happening, right? Mm -hmm. They're kind of mm -hmm. soiling, um, soiling that. And I, I don't like that. Um, if you, if you want to get a good meal in Austin, where, where do you go? Mm. I love Intero. Speaking of um, local. Yeah. Um, so, Intero, have you been there? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like their zero waste concept too, where they don't waste anything. A lot of places are starting to do that now. Mm -hmm. I used to work at Loro, mm -hmm. and that was their policy there too. Zero waste. Zero waste, yep. Zero waste, yeah. It's Honestly, it's actually very easy to do. Mm -hmm. It is. It's common sense too. Yeah, it's actually it's cost-effective. It's, uh, you don't need to make that many adjustments in your kitchen or your establishment to make that happen. Mm -hmm. you, you really don't. And it's just better overall. I mm -hmm. mean, you know, I don't know about you, but when I cook at home, I use everything, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. They, they, you know, we have this joke in the kitchen, like amongst cooks or something, there's like a way to cut a tomato at home and then there's a way to cut a tomato at work, right? Like you, you just... A lot of places you start to work, they make you throw away certain parts of vegetables and this because you have to, has to be mm -hmm. cut just right. Mm -hmm. So then the trimmings get all thrown away. But when you're at home, all that shit just goes in. It should, mm -hmm. it should all yeah. be used. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be wasted. Yeah. Um, I kind of hate that because restaurants are responsible for a lot of food waste. Yes, they are. You know, we are. And it sucks. I hate to have been a part of that. And I see that it happens. But honestly, the consumer demands it. You want that perfect scallop with the potato puree and the air couvert mm -hmm. and the, you know, demi-gloss over. Okay, well, what do you think is going to happen? We've got to trim that meat. We've got to trim the potato. Mm -hmm. we got to trim that. And all that stuff just gets thrown away, you know. Uh, but like I said, like you were saying too, um, it, it, it's good that these places are coming around and saving all that. And, it, you know, put it in a sauce. Exactly. Throw it over here. Put it in a, a stock. A stock. I mean, stocks, hello. <laughs> stocks are like the way to really bring all that together. Mm -hmm. Take all your trimmings, all your whatever, and use it in your stocks. But see, that's where places, uh, most places don't make their own stocks. So that's why they don't need yep. those trimmings. They right. don't want the trimming. They don't want any of that nonsense, you know. Mm -hmm. I would say half of it is getting thrown away. That's the truth. Yep. It sucks. It really does suck. Um, yeah, I hate that. And then just food, right, that's not eaten it has to get thrown away. Really hate that. That's why I love Keep Austin Fed. Mm, yes. Love them. I love yes. that, that, that they're able to do that. Um, because the honest truth is most food businesses don't want to throw that food away. No. They, they really would like to give it to somebody. Um, but yeah, that always that factor of, well, what if somebody got sick off of somebody, something we gave mm -hmm. away, now we're liable, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And that's why businesses you know, didn't want to do it. So yeah, keep Austin fed is a good way around that. And yeah, I'm really happy that they do that. It, there should be more like that. Agreed. It, it should be keep tech, keep Texas fed. Mm -hmm. You know, it, mm -hmm. we should expand it. Um, because yeah, God, probably, I mean, I would, I would say probably a third of the food that gets prepped in a restaurant gets thrown away. That's my guess. That's for a, for a, a decent, mm -hmm. decent restaurant. It's just decent sales stays open. 
you know, probably a third gets thrown away. Even a place like, let's say Laurel, where I work. I mean, we were slammed. We're serving a thousand people on a Friday night only, not even lunch. We're still throwing food away mm. because you're still prepping more because you have more people. So mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. inevitably you end up throwing away because you prep to always have. So you don't say we're out of that, ma'am, right? right? Because that's a big no-no in a restaurant to say mm-hmm. we're out of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, in order to make sure that you know, so and so coming in gets what they want, we've got to prep. Mm-hmm. We've got to make sure we have all this extra. Well, what's going to happen at the end of that? We've got four chicken breasts left, two steaks, you know, mm-hmm. two burgers. Two. The, what happened? I mean, just. The staff will eat what they can, but a lot of it just gets tossed, you know, mm-hmm. or it goes bad. It didn't even get to get used, right? Just It just went bad. We held it, and it just went bad, and uh, it just, like, honestly, it depresses me talking about it. It really <laughs> does, because there are people that just, you know, don't have food, right? So it yeah. does kind of suck. Um, and, and I'm, uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of the businesses at your kitchen, um, you know, they, they can actually find better ways to utilize their stuff because mm-hmm. it's not about service. It's about, right, right. like I got to create this product. So yeah. they could probably be way more effective with what they're getting rid of and what they're not, mm-hmm. you know, which is great. Yeah, I mean, is that is that something you even talk to them about? Oh, or? yeah. We, we when the city of Austin, um, we jumped on that uh, bandwagon for zero waste facility early on. Yeah. And um, brought in a couple of super fun consultants who <laughs> kind of set the whole kitchen up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, for efficiency and then right trained um, all so of the clients. So what do they do? What it, do was, they... it was a blast and everybody takes it seriously. And, yeah. and we really don't have that much waste. Um, Already. We don't right? have yeah. that much compost. Everyone was is really made aware to think about what they're ordering and um, what packaging it comes in, and that you know, yeah. they don't have that much control, but they can at least they're conscious of it. Totally. Mm-hmm. Like, what sort of stuff would they change if they come in? You know, you said they came in, they changed it. Like, or they set it up to be? Oh, like, what do they set? Well, up? we set like, up our composting, you know, okay. recycling, just a flow for the actual kitchen. You know, Got what it. to take to your station, yeah. how to rinse it out after what. What composts, what doesn't. Yeah, totally. Um, but we use Break It Down, so really almost everything composts. Um, you know, and then just to consider, you know, when you go out shopping, you don't bring your you bring your own bags. You don't use a plastic bag, you know, and just little efficiencies, yep. you know, just... Um, packaging, you're right about pa- That is so and then much packaging, waste is packaging. Yes, it's yes, crazy. it's huge. How much of your trash at just at home? Imagine, mm-hmm. open up your trash and look how much of it is packaging. Mm-hmm. It will be ninety percent of your trash is packaging. So buying in bulk when you know for yeah. clients when they can. Um, do do people try to combine orders? Let's say maybe like, hey, I'm ordering you know rice for instance. You want to in theory, go together. It sounds like a good idea, but really, we mostly have so many different types of clients in the kitchen that there's not a lot of people using the same ingredients. Gotcha. So they haven't been able to realistically do much of yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I guess like salt or something, maybe mm-hmm. we could go in on or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Sugar, like, coconut, yeah. milk, or. Sure. The staples, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, certain staples you could. Dates. Um, they'll yeah. pile them up and, you know, um, pallet, a pallet of them. And dates? Sometimes. Like the little date, yeah. like dates? Mm-hmm. That's great. Buying pallets of dates. Holy mm-hmm. cow. Jesus, that's a lot of dates. What are they doing with these dates? Like, is it they... Jake and Juby's makes date balls. Date balls. Jake, okay. Uh, yeah. Is that the name delicious. of it? It's yeah. called date balls. Yeah. They're delicious. <laughs> so, what, is, what does that look like or taste like? It tastes they're like delicious. dates. I mean, yeah. like, is it mixed with something? Yeah, is like, it... I think she makes a, I don't know if it's almond butter. I think it's almond butter, dates. I'm not sure what all she puts in there. Not much more. And yeah. it's made in a little ball. It's a little dessert. Oh, it is. A, it's a dessert. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Is it's a, it, is it's it cold really could be or? an energy snack as well. Okay. Is it cold? Is, um, it, is it? I think there's mostly found in the um, cold section of the grocery store. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I've never heard of that. Date balls. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. They're right. healthy. There's nothing else dates in them. Dates are good the for dates, you. The, yeah. You know, several of our clients use dates to sweeten really? mm-hmm, okay, yeah. product. Of course. Yep. Of course. Yeah. What, what's the, is there any product that you guys have that you use at home? 
Oh, gosh, lots. Lots of products. Yeah, I buy a lot of the products. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's cool. My family likes them. That's great. They're very high quality. (laughs) Totally. Well, you know what's going in them, right? You're like, yeah, "Yeah, this is good stuff. Absolutely. I know know what's going in. Yeah, that's great. Any uh, any cool things on the horizon? Any cool products coming out on the horizon that we should know about? There are always innovative products. Um, You know, right now, I would say most people are innovating in the vegan space. That's the trend right now. That's popping up. Like what kind of vegan stuff would they make? Like what's kind of... Well, we do have um, Credo Foods, which is um, a vegan queso. A a queso, Mm -hmm, okay. mm -hmm. And over the years, I had many um, people come to me with a vegan queso that they wanted to take to market. Um, But when Credo Foods came to me, their their product was excellent. You're like, this is it. This This is is fabulous. So they're... They're blowing and going. Um, they're awesome. gonna. They're creating a line of um, vegan products. Yeah, dips. Just yeah. dips that you would are familiar with. That makes but sense. But they can be made. They taste just like you know. They're changing them. Yeah, yeah, totally. You're right. Um, uh, vegan is is uh, right now. Vegan is associated with being healthy. Right. Mm-hmm. Like if you say vegan, that means oh, you, you must be healthy. It is. You know, um, so I think that's probably why it's, uh, you know, taken off. Um, I, I think that's great. I, not that I'm, I love meat, you know, I like eating a good piece of meat, mm-hmm. but I'm not sold on it, right? Like I'm not, if there's alternatives and I can be, mm-hmm. you know, fed another way, I'm mm-hmm. happy to do it. Like mm-hmm. it really wouldn't um, affect me negatively in any way. Um, I guess it's just all about flavor. Um, but at the end of the day, for me, it's just about the animals. So, you know, if we're taking care of these animals, um, that's one thing. But, right, we start talking about factory farming and, you know, they're just mm-hmm. not taking care of these animals. Yeah, I don't want that meat. I mean, that, that's, we literally, that's why they do it, because we pay for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we yeah. stop paying for it, they're not, if we make the demand. And that's what's happening. I mean, you, I think I just read something, this is crazy, but like, I don't know, one of these fast food chains, maybe McDonald's or Burger King or something, you know, they started selling the Impossible uh, Mm -hmm. Burger. And it literally is, they had the most sales from that burger. Wow. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's changing. You're starting to see people want a different demand. You know, I'm okay to not have meat. You know, I'm okay to let these cows uh, live and I'll eat this meat that we're going to grow in a lab. I have been in that lab. Or Impossible Burger. Really? Impossible. Mm-hmm. How cool is that? It was pretty interesting. Yeah, that sounds interesting. I mean, I would love to it's do It's fascinating. I'm yeah. not quite sure how these powders and these beakers turned into <laughs> totally. It, it is, that burger. It's but a little crazy, right? Yeah. That's the only thing that worries me is that are these Impossible Burgers healthy? Right? Like they're making it no meat, but does that mean it's healthy? See, that's what I think. I Just because I, vegan doesn't mean healthy to me. I, and I... I'm still not sure. Is it a v- is it a gluten free product? I'm not I, sure. I have no idea. I, I think I, I asked many people. That's a no good one point. I would have never. I would have never even thought to even <laughs> ask that. But that's a great question. You're right. Is it gluten free? Is it what's what's in it? Like that to me sounds so crazy. You know, it's look. Even all vegetables have been modified, whether we want to admit mm-hmm. them or not. Mm-hmm. You know, bananas didn't look like that, right? Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking yeah. about we've we've literally created these vegetables mm-hmm. and fruits and and everything that we have. Um, so we're obviously will genetically modify things, um, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Science is a part of. It's just becoming a part of how we eat, and it, it has been for mm-hmm. a long time. Um, so I don't know. It's just such a weird transition, right? We're in such a weird time where yeah. that that's happening. Um, if it's going to help save lives that are being killed, you know, horrifically, inhumanely, mm-hmm. then in a lot of ways it is a path we should take, mm-hmm. you know. But at the same time, like a farmer who's running his farm or a rancher who's running his ranch and he's taking care of his mm-hmm. cows and he's, you know, providing meat to butchers in a good, you know, nice way. I I don't see anything wrong with that, right? Like that to me seems okay. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, yeah, I have no problem eating less meat so that we can, when we do have it, it's good. Mm -hmm. It's it's better. So I don't know. How do you feel about that? How do you feel? Yeah, no, we've got users in the kitchen who who also buy directly from the ranchers. Yeah. And make pastrami. Totally. Oh, man. That's Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> Texas pastrami doesn't get any better than that. You know what? Who has 
I think the best pastrami that I've had here in in uh, Texas is from Pius. Pius is really good. And then the one we have at the kitchen is Mum Foods. Mum Foods. Okay. Mm-hmm. Have you had theirs? Nope. Oh my gosh. Nope. Well, now Texas Monthly Magazine, it. number one pastrami in Texas. No kidding. Yeah. So you've had the Pius one. You like that one? I have that one. It, I have. It, it's great. It's great, They're right? They're both great. They're different. Just different, right? I'm They're different from I each try other. This other one. So yeah, just try just them different. both. And I, I don't even know if you'll choose which one is. I'm it's not a huge pastrami preference. person, right? Okay. Like if you were to mm-hmm. tell, you know, pastro, pastrami, like, you know, I just, if you're going to make it good, yeah, I'm going to eat it, right? Yeah, then then, I'm, then uh, that's when I'll yeah. eat pastrami because uh, it's definitely not just something I'm going to order. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that, you know, when I had a pious, I was like, holy cow, this is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I had some, I definitely had some really good pastrami in New York, uh, but you know, I can't remember any of that. Mm-hmm. You know, plus I'm in Texas. What the hell is that? Help me here. They always give you too much. Yeah, if you have it in New York. Totally. Talk about food waste. Yeah, they always. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, that's you know, that's the like when you travel overseas, that's what people think Americans do. Yeah, we, you yeah. know, oh, we give you these big plates, and you're mm-hmm. just gonna waste half of it. And it, it, yeah, that's true. It's what we do. It's yeah. it sucks. It's like yeah, yeah, I hate that. Um, okay. Trish, boy, this is just like flown by. I could literally talk to you for hours about the shared kitchen and this is so, uh, so fascinating to me. Um, so look, we are in the last five minutes of the show. This is a segment we like to call Last Call. So these are our last questions for you. We're going to do a rapid fire style. Okay? All right. So take your time at the same time, but you know, get get the, the, the answer that's sitting uh, floating at the top. Let's give that first. Um, really easy questions okay. here. Um, okay. <laughs> this isn't like, no, like the Kavanaugh hearings or something, right? Like, no, you're not on trial. Uh, you're going on a road trip and you can only take one snack. What is it? Something crunchy. So it's, yeah, for me, it's gluten-free crackers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Some crackers. I like that. That's a good, right? Because it's just, yeah. you can drive. And, Maybe and nut-based, you know, okay. a little extra protein. Boom. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, and not to be too morbid, but what would be your last meal if you could choose one? I think I'd want like a lemon meringue or chocolate meringue pie. Something sweet. Yeah. Okay. That's the first on that answer. Yeah, uh, it's, it's always piece, something savory. Dessert. I like that. Oh, yeah, I like that answer a lot. Uh, your favorite taco, taco spot. Mm, taco deli taco deli nice love taco deli your favorite barbecue spot or one of your favorite mm, i'm gonna say mom foods is my favorite barbecue boom okay yeah not hey. just because they're a client it is really good. good yeah damn hey you know good stuff you're tasting all kinds of stuff so i trust your palate for sure um okay finish this song lyric all my exes live in Texas. <laughs> Beautiful. You'd be surprised how many people don't know that. Um, okay. Your favorite dish to make at home? Paella. Really? Mm-hmm. Paella? That's paella. That's paella. paella. That's what we used to say in Spanish. That's right. Paella. Paella. <laughs> uh, okay. That's fantastic. Uh, I used to live in Andalusia. Oh, nice. Boom. Paella. Uh, okay. So your least favorite thing to eat? Hmm, anything mushy. Mm. Just like texture-wise, right? Like Yeah, like green. I don't really like like mustard greens. Okay, boom. How Fair about enough. that? Boom, mustard greens. Um, what dish represents Texas to you? Guacamole. Boom, like it. That's Good a answer. dish. Is yeah. that a dish? Yep, that's a dish. All right. It's a dish to me. I think that's a great answer. Um, your favorite, I think I know it, but. Your favorite food city in Texas? Austin. Austin. I mean, come on. It's Austin. Okay. Um, Name three things in your pantry right now. I have cassava for making um, cassava tortillas. Um, I've got date sugar. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Date sugar. Okay. And I've got confiturus um, jam. Boom. Look at that. A little confit. A little wifi. Um, I love it. A little jam. Uh, that's, that is probably the most impressive answers we've heard in the pantry. Uh, it's usually like uh, mustard, 
uh, condoms and Advil. I'm like, what? <laughs> Who are you? What's in your fridge? What's in your medicine cabinet? Uh, okay. Last question. That's not even a question. Finish this phrase. The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of Texas. Thank you. Finally, someone got that. I can't believe nobody knows that. What? Yes. That should be like, you're not allowed in the state <laughs> unless agree. you can sing it. <laughs> You'd be surprised. They're like, uh, uh, I think it's uh, people on the spot what? or something. Okay. They're just like, All right. uh, know. you know, we are that's, the world. I'm like, what? No, no, wrong, wrong. I agree. Should be, <laughs> that's the test of time, right? Um, so great. That was our show. Had a great time. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the Lone Star Plate podcast. Make sure to go to texasrealfood.com slash podcast to learn more about us. So I want to thank uh, Jaime Spanish Village for providing the salsa for today's episode. And of course, I want to thank my guest, Trish Wesovich from Capital Kitchens. Make sure to go to capital-kitchens.com. Don't forget that dash, people, uh, and find out for more info. You can also just Google search you know, Capital Kitchens, Austin. Um, and yeah, Trisha, I hope you had a good time. I did have I, a blast. I had a blast. Honestly, I had a blast. <laughs> like, I love talking to you. You do something just so cool. You provide, uh, you know, some great services to people that are, you know, small business owners that are trying to provide us good food and, and stuff in the state. So like, you're crushing it, girl. Thank you. I think you. It's, it's awesome. It's fun. Uh, really, I mean that like, it, you know, and everyone that works with you knows that. I'm sure Aww. they appreciate you and the like, man, that, you know, it's not just a kitchen like it's a family there right yeah that's great i think that's really cool so yeah had a great time thank you guys so much for listening i'm your host patrick scott armstrong this is the lone star plate podcast until next time mm-hmm.